Welcome to 95 Mac Daily for Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. I'm your host, Chance Miller. Leading off today, Bloomberg has even more details on Apple Pay Later, Apple's buy now, pay later financing service that is on track to launch in the coming weeks. The service will offer 0% financing when you buy something with Apple Pay and you'll make four payments over six weeks. This most recent report from Bloomberg focuses on what sort of data Apple will use when making a decision on whether or not to approve somebody for a loan. Interestingly, Bloomberg says that Apple will use past spending on hardware and software from Apple to evaluate customer credit worthiness. So this means that customers with a good history of spending on Apple devices are more likely to be accepted into the buy now, pay later service as Apple will use that history of spending as a strong indicator that the person will be able to repay the loan. Other factors that will contribute to what is basically an informal credit check include whether the customer has an associated Apple card. All of the spending data will be tracked via the user's Apple ID, and the Pay Later option will be surfaced automatically in the Apple Pay purchase sheet if it's available. The reason that this is interesting is because Apple Pay Later is the first Apple financial service to be backed by Apple itself, not a third party. That means that ultimately Apple's own cash balances are backstopping the loans. So for instance, if a customer defaults on an Apple Pay Later product, they will not be offered the chance to use it again, and other features of their Apple ID might be disabled until the account is back in good standing. On the contrary, Apple Card currently relies on Goldman Sachs for almost all of the financial infrastructure, with Apple providing the front-facing user interface elements. Bloomberg says that Apple Pay Later is on track for a launch sometime in the next few weeks, and it'll be a server-side update, so it won't necessarily be tied to the release of a new version of iOS. In other news today... An interesting report from the Financial Times sheds new light on Apple's efforts to produce more iPhones in India as it continues to reduce its dependence on China. According to the Financial Times report, there is currently a 50% rejection rate for iPhone casings produced by an Indian company, so that means that half of the iPhone casings made by this company don't meet Apple's quality control standards and are therefore scrapped. Apple's target for casings that fail to pass quality control is 0%, and Apple's partners in China reportedly get very close to meeting that rate. But Apple's partners in India have implemented a plan towards improving proficiency, but it's going to be a very, very long road ahead. The report also says that former Apple employees say that Chinese suppliers for Apple aim to exceed the Cupertino company's expectations. On more than one occasion, they said that a Chinese supplier would be given a task expected to take several weeks and would have it done the next day instead. But these sort of anecdotes are arguably what contributes to poor working conditions in the factories of many Apple suppliers. Still, there's a better balance that could probably be struck between what Apple suppliers aim to do in China and what's currently being done in India. Ultimately, it's unsurprising that new Apple supply operations in other countries than China can't match those that have been refined for decades, and it's likely that similar issues will arise with new Apple suppliers in other countries too. 
but Apple has made it clear that reducing its reliance on China is a major goal over the next decade. Recent estimates have said that Apple wants 25% of global production to happen in India by 2025 and 50% by 2028. Rounding out today, a new report from CNBC says that Apple has expressed interest in acquiring the rights to NBA basketball streaming in the United States. Currently, Disney's ESPN holds exclusive TV rights for NBA games, and the company has said that it hopes to keep these rights. But at the same time, Disney is also working to cut expenses across the board, and in a recent interview, Disney CEO Bob Iger said that the company is going to have to get, quote, more selective in buying sports rights. Following those comments from Iger, CNBC says that NBC Sports, Apple, and Amazon have all three expressed interest in acquiring at least some of the rights to NBA streaming. Amazon actually already has a deal with the NBA, allowing it to stream games exclusively in Brazil. But even though companies like Apple and Amazon are interested, no formal discussions can take place until existing partners agree to waive their exclusive negotiation windows, which come to an end in April of 2024. CNBC also suggests that deals could be struck with three or four different companies, which means the streaming rights would be non-exclusive, similar to what we've seen with other sports leagues like the MLB, which Apple currently has a deal with to broadcast Friday Night Baseball. It's clear that Apple is interested in expanding its focus on live sports for Apple TV+, and it can also create separate sports-dedicated packages like we've already seen with Major League Soccer. But sports rights are expensive, and for many companies, they're often a loss leader. So Apple's going to have to decide just how much it's willing to invest in live sports and balance that with how much growth it thinks live sports can bring to Apple TV+. That wraps up another episode of 9to5Mac Daily. As always, you can find all of the latest Apple news on 9to5Mac.com. Follow along with me on Mastodon at Chance H. Miller at Mastodon.social or on Twitter at Chance H. Miller. And we'll be back tomorrow for a new episode of 9to5Mac Daily.